It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Today, I want to talk about the hellscape that is technical diagramming, right? Everybody's nodding their heads right now. Uh huh. And there is a potential solution that I want to share. There was one name that several people brought up. I did some digging, and it's kind of nuts how much this program Miro has for developers. I have to share this. It could potentially be a game changer for you. So my favorite part about Miro is that half the work is already done. Like right now, typically we spend hours starting diagrams from scratch, right? Gathering information, you get buy-in from every team. Uh, You know, following up, that's a lot of work to do. But Miro has a full set of integrations with the tools you're probably already using. And they also offer open APIs and SDKs for custom solutions for all those niche diagramming use cases we have to do, right? So the end result is the same, but it doesn't take forever. It's a massive, massive time saver. I'm transforming basic flowcharts and network architectures, and it all lives in one place. So are you using Miro? Have you used it? I want to hear. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, we'll preview Falcons and Bears. Are the Falcons any better defensively? And be sure to read all of what Greg Maffey had to say about the Braves. It's all next. Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked on Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into a Friday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here in Locked On Sports Atlanta. We ask you to head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. We are literally just a cat whisker away from 5,000 subscribers, so be a part of our community. Leave us a comment there. Free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Check us out for free there. And, of course, you can find us on Roku and Amazon Fire. Yes, we are available on those platforms. Head over there today, check us out, and you can follow me at JMSH316 on Twitter for however long Twitter is going to be around, right? So let's get ready. Falcons and Bears, right? Look, this is two of the worst record teams in the NFL. The Bears, by the way, in the NFC playoff standings, the Bears are dead last in the NFC. So we got that going for us, right? Look, here's the reality. I know Justin, everybody's all excited about Justin Fields. That's great for your fantasy football team. The Bears are not a very good team. They're, they're not a very good offense. They're not a very good defense. Is this a game that the Falcons can win? Absolutely. Is this a game, though, that they go out there and they futz around, they can lose? You're darn right. Now, let's take a look at a couple of the, the main numbers, right? The Bears' run defense has been atrocious. They give up the seventh highest yards per carry. They have given up the fourth most yards in the entirety of the NFL. And they've given up the most rushing touchdowns of any team in the NFL. So 
thankfully, you know, and as my buddy Hugh Douglas likes to say, when you get to this time of the year, people start making business decisions. So if you're a run heavy run for, you know why people talk about the running game, about how important it is as we get into November and headed to December. Part of it is just because you need to be able to grind it out. But part of it is the fact that guys make business decisions at this time of the year. So this is a very bad Bears run defense. This ain't the old days in the mid 80s, right? This is a bad Bears run defense that the Falcons have to take advantage of. And for all the hoopla and hype and the glory of the, the, the Bears offense, you want to slow down their offense. You want to keep them from having an extra possession or two. Run the football, move the chains, keep it churning. This is a game where I, this is a game where if Mariota has over 20 pass attempts, you're doing something wrong. There's something that has gone haywire in this game if he's got more than 20 attempts in this game. Now, when you look at uh, the, the Falcons' defense, right? And we're going to talk about the defense a, a little deeper dive here in just a little bit. But look, Fields and the Bears are a team that A, gives up sacks, and B, they turn the football over. Now, Justin Fields has been better the last couple few weeks about turning the football over. But again, last Sunday, his pick six was the difference in the game for the Lions. You know, 30, they lose 31-30. He gives up the pick six in that game. So again, he's going to hand you a gift or two. Just like PJ Walker or any, they're going to hand you a gift or two. You better find a way to create a turnover or two. You want to stagnate the Bears drop, create a turnover or two. So I really think that turnovers for this team this Sunday are more important than ever. You got to find a way to slow down and stop a possession or two. Do I think that the Falcons are going to line up and stop fields in the Bears offense? Probably not. Do I think the Falcons can slow it down with their offensive run game, create a turnover or two, get off the field because they get a sack and they change up down in distance? Yes. I think the Falcons defense can hang in there enough and look, obviously, we'll see if A.J. Terrell is going to play. We probably won't know until Saturday if he's going to actually play or not. That would be a huge help just to be able to shore up your pass defense because, again, we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but that's not been very good. But the Bears are not going to take advantage of the Bears – or the, the Bears are not going to take advantage of the Falcons' pass defense. That's not what they want to do, all right? I mean, Fields, if you look statistically, he's basically the same as Marcus Mariota. He, he's not a better thrower, and he's – you know, he's, again, a guy who's, you know, 14 for 20, maybe a couple of touchdowns, a pick, 200 yards. Like, it's nothing special. It's not like Brady was going to throw it for 500 yards against you. Joe Burrow was going to throw it for 500 yards against you. Their bones are to run the football and use fields in some both designed run plays and give him some play action where maybe he can make a play in the passing game, but if not, he can take off and head downfield. So the other stat I want you to know about too is third down for the, for the bears. The last two weeks, the bears have been slightly better on third down defensively 10 for 21, which is 47.6%. But for the season, they're 50 for 99 going into these outside of these last two weeks, they were 50 for 99. They give up 50% on third down. 
So you have to keep the chains moving against this team. You can't get bogged down into stupid, let's huck it downfield on second down. Let's throw it around on first or second down. Just keep it simple, Arthur. That's my message this week. Keep it simple. Run the football. They don't stop it. We do it well. There's no reason to get cute. And I am. I am going to be laser focused on the pass attempt number for Marcus Mariota. I'm going to be laser focused. If that thing goes over 20, you're going to hear about it on Monday. Win or lose, you're going to hear about it on Monday. There's no reason to throw the football. Not that the Bears are a great pass defense, but they are so deficient on, on stopping the run. They're so deficient in keeping people out of the end zone on the run. They're so deficient on third down that you don't get cute. And if you have a high-octane offense, you have an offense that's starting to figure some things out and roll, keep the ball out of their hands. Take away a possession or two. Instead of going three and out, get a seven or eight play drive. Maybe it doesn't result in a lot. Maybe it's a field goal instead of a touchdown, but chew up clock. Keep them. Uh, it's like the Georgia theory against Tennessee. You know, Tennessee didn't care about time of possession. They just wanted possessions, right? That's the same thing here. Now, one thing I will mention about the Bears is the last two weeks, if you look at their rush defense numbers, the last two weeks, They've only given up 77 and last week, 95 yards on the ground. So the last two weeks, they've only given up 3.3 and 3.1 yards per carry. So whether it's their defense has gotten better, whether teams have decided to throw a little bit more or what have you, their run defense has been better the last couple of weeks. But understand, they've given up 200 yards on the ground three times this year. Keep it simple. Don't do dumb things. Don't turn the football over. Don't put the ball in harm's way. Give me 45, 50 rush attempts. Give me 20 passes, short, quick route, one read throws. That's it. Don't overthink this game. The Falcons can win this thing. I think it's a low scoring game. I think it's going to be like a 21-17 game. Because I think the Falcons are going to try to play keep away with their offense. All right, I want to talk about my friends over at Bet Online. Listen, did you get in on the action last night on Bet Online? You had the Packers, the Titans last night. Titans rolled in that game. Listen, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your sports wagering information. So it's really simple. Take your mobile device, right? Put in betonline.net. Head over there today. Check out all of the action for, for once, or for instance, I mean, if you need other things too to make you a smarter sports wager, you need you know, you know scores, betting info, stats, this, that. they got all of that there as well. But if you want to get in on the action, you want NFL football, college football, college basketball, NBA, NHL, everything that you want to get involved in is right there at your fingertips at betonline.net. So take that mobile device, make it real easy, head to betonline.net today, check out all of the action that they have available to you, get in on the action, betonline.net is where the action starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire you need indeed and also want to remind you too that 
We want you to make Locked On Sports today your second listen every day. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Bet on our Locked On Sports today, excuse me, is available for free on Odyssey, YouTube, all your favorite podcast platforms. So is the Falcons defense better this year than last year? I'll tell you why it's a little bit tough to make a definitive type of statement is because of the injuries. You know, they have played for several weeks now without both of their starting corners. And obviously, A.J. Terrell last year was the second highest graded corner in the entirety of the NFL. Only Jalen Ramsey had a higher pro football focus grade than what A.J. Terrell had. And we know, listen, Terrell had some issues early in the year. They were throwing at him. They were going after him and challenged him a little bit. But with all due respect to Cornell Armstrong and D. Alford and Darren Hall, that ain't A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward, who are going to be a real strength going into this season for the Atlanta uh, Falcons. If you look at some of the numbers, okay, and, and the numbers aren't necessarily, you know, very pretty right now, the Falcons have given up the most yards in the NFL, 3,995. Now, again, part of that is the team that's given up the second most yards is the Lions with 3,746 but they've only played nine games, okay? What is concerning is that the Falcons are second in the NFL in yards per play. Only two teams in the league this year give up six or more yards per play. The Falcons are one at six yards per play. The Lions are the worst at six and a half. By the way, last year in the league, only one team gave up six yards of play, and that was the Baltimore Ravens. So that is a little bit concerning. But we know that they've given up the most pass yards. They give up the most completions. All right, let's start up front. Do I think the Falcons' defensive line is better year over year? Yes. I think Grady's having a better year. I think Taquan Graham has been better. I think that our pass rush is better. Has it been great? No. You know, look at the numbers for the pass rush. They currently sit at 13 sacks. Okay, through 10 weeks of play. The Falcons last year had 11 sacks through 10 weeks of play. However, I will say that in week 11 last year against the Patriots, the Falcons had three sacks. So through 11 game, 11 weeks last year, the Falcons had 14 sacks. So look, they can certainly stay ahead of that number. So at least you have Carter and Ebicady who both have sacks versus Stephen Means, who didn't sack the quarterback at all and only hit the quarterback three times, and Dante Fowler, who could barely get to the quarterback. So I think our pass rush is better. You know, even though we're one of the lowest blitzing teams in the entire of the NFL, I think our pass rush on the whole is better. Grady's had a better year. They've made some key sacks at some key moments, right? Sacking the quarterback has actually helped to win games. It certainly did the Seattle game, right? From a linebacker perspective are we better probably i mean i think rashawn evans has had a pretty good year armstrong is getting um you know in the mix now and michael walker has been good when it comes to pass coverage so i think we're getting better at linebacker with some of the you or sorry not uh not uh, uh troy anderson i should say um anderson when he's gotten a chance to play has been better so i think evans anderson michael walker are those guys great no but i think they're pretty competent the secondary is the hard part to figure out, right? They're, they've given up the most passing yards. We give up the highest completion percentage of the NFL. 
Well, I mean, with all due respect, when you're playing Darren Hall and Cornell Armstrong, that kind of goes with it. But it's not like our past secondary was great in the early part of the year, but I would certainly much rather have A.J. Terrell and, you know, Casey Hayward out there on the outside than I would, you know, look, I think those guys made our pass rush better to have those guys available. So is the Falcons' defense better, even though they've given up the most yards, most passing yards, highest completion percentage? Do I think the Falcons' defense is better? Probably. I think there are some better things. I think, the, listen, Hawkins and Grant, much better. Would you rather have Jalen Hawkins and Richie Grant on the field making plays, or would you rather have Deron Harmon and Eric Harris? Because that was the safeties last year. Deron Harmon and Eric Harris were our two safeties last year. That alone tells you we've had a massive upgrade with what Grant and Jalen Hawkins have been able to provide this year. So I, I think the personnel is getting better. We're certainly not there. And look, I know Dean P's got all fired up before the season started about we want to be a top 10 defense. We're changing the culture, this and the other. I, I think that there is some truth in saying all of that. I think that there is some truth to all of that, but it hasn't manifested itself completely. And, and certainly injuries have really hurt this team on the back half of their defense. So look, you've got an offense this week that wants to be run heavy, right? You're going to see another run heavy offense later on in what the Baltimore Ravens bring. You know, there's still some good offense. You know, Kyler Murray is another guy who's going to want to run a lot. You have some offenses coming up with these next handful of weeks. You know, the Saints are a mess. The Buccaneers are what they are with Tom Brady. You know they're going to huck it all around. They're going to do the same thing to us that they did the first time around. So there's still some challenges for this defense coming up with the next handful of weeks, but there's not a lot of great offenses. You know, the Commodores, the the, the Steelers, right? And I call them the Commodores. I know that they're whatever. I don't even know what they are anymore, Washington. I call them the Commodores. So they got Lionel Richie. You know, they got, they got, you know, all those guys, but there's not a ton of great offenses, a lot of good running offenses that they're going to see over the next handful of weeks, but not a lot of great offenses overall. So do I think the Falcons defense is better? Despite what the numbers say, I think that they are. I think they're doing some things better this year than they were last year. They're not great. They're not where they need to be. The stats tell you that they're as bad as could be in the league but I think they've really been hurt by their injuries this year. And obviously losing both your starting corners and not knowing when they're going to be back has taken its toll on what this defense is. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. All right, don't forget, Locked On Sports today is your second podcast. Listen, check out their big take of the day, all the latest information and news. They're free and available on Odyssey, YouTube, all of our favorite podcast platforms. Check them out there. So yesterday... Greg Maffey spoke on the investors call for Liberty Media. And we saw that the Braves are now going to split off Liberty or Liberty Media, I should say, is going to split off the Braves and the battery and everything else as a separate entity and put them up as a publicly traded company, right? 
So you can go buy Brave stock and all that good kind of stuff and invest in all that. I mean, listen, if you buy Brave stock, you do it for fun, not for making money off all of it. But everybody latched on to the comments yesterday from what Greg Maffey had to say about payroll. Now, the problem became, though, is that everybody, as my buddy Eric Bischoff says, context is king. Everybody sort of read the short version of the quote because it mirrored a lot of what Terry McGurk said a few weeks ago about top five payroll and this, any other. I want to read you the full quote, okay, so that you've got it to make sure that we can clarify what was actually said yesterday. Um, Greg Maffey on the call said, quote, we were eighth in payroll this season, up from the mid-teens the last couple of years. And I fully expect in the next few years, we are going to be in the top five. We can afford it. Now, here's where the problem became. A lot of people shortened that up. We were eighth in payroll this season, and we're going to be in the top five. We can afford it. They basically let it be known that the way that they framed it and phrased it was, hey, we're going to be a top five payroll this year. It's not what he said. Now, could they? Maybe. I don't know how they're going to avoid the luxury tax this year. And I've talked about it. Unless you're going to shed some salary, I don't know how. If you sign Dansby or any high-profile shortstop and you add a few more pieces and you figure Max Fried's arbitration number is going to jump up through the roof, I don't know how you're going to avoid the luxury tax. But the luxury tax is not that big of a deal, right? We talked about this. It's 20% when... For the first, I think it's for the first 20 million over, you know, 233 million is the tax threshold. So when you get over 233 million, okay, then you start to get the luxury tax. It's only like 20%. So let's say if the Braves are a 230 or let's say $243 million payroll, right? Okay. That means you have a 20% tax on $10 million. That's 2 million bucks, right? Chicken feed in the grand scheme of things. If, if $10 million gets you a superior player, putting $2 million on a luxury tax ain't no big deal. But want to make sure that you understood what he said. In the next few years, I don't expect the Braves to be a top four or five payroll this year. Could, could it be? Sure. If they decide, eh, you know what, double A, go out and do what you got to do. Go give Dansby a pile of money. Go give this guy some money. Go, go get Dansby. Go get DeGrom. Go get Verlander, whatever you want to do, right? Go make a run at Judge, whatever, right? Whatever crazy scenarios that you can come up with. I don't think they're going to do any of that kind of stuff. But, I mean, theoretically, look, they're free agents. You can go after who you want, right? But understand that Maffey didn't say yesterday that they will be a top five payroll next year. I saw all kinds of people on Twitter yesterday. Oh, yeah, Maffey said we were eighth last year. We're going to be top five. No, he didn't. He said in the next few years, his specific quote, when you pull the whole thing out and not just do the little blue checkmark blip and bloop on it, right? If you, take the, if you don't do the little blue checkmark, hey, look at what he said, you know, top five and eight. No, he said we were in the mid-teens over the last few years. We think in the next few years we can be top five. We were eighth this year. We can afford to do it. Of course they can afford to do it. They're bringing in a gazillion dollars between their team and the battery and everything else. It's part of why they want to get into the business of potentially selling all of it off. 
because it's worth a fortune right now, right? Yet you sell when it's high. Well, it's sky high right now. Braves are the you know one of the two or three best organizations in Major League Baseball. You know the battery and the environment's fantastic. Obviously, brand new stadium, everything's in place. I, I and I've said for I, I thought that in I, I've said this for the last couple of years. I really do believe that Liberty Media is getting to the point where they're going to sell off the Braves, right? If you look at some of the requirements, they had to have I think it was seven years that they had to be owned or something like that by that that was part of the deal in the stock trade that. Major League Baseball required that they own the team for seven, eight years or whatever. Okay, we're past that. So they've met the requirements for Major League Baseball ownership. Number two was that all of the tax breaks on the stock, on the stock swap and all that kind of stuff from AOL Time Warner, that all of those benefits that they got, those are gone now. So look, they fleeced the Cobb County taxpayers and all that. They, right, they got all their deals and everything in place. So they've got everything set. Everything is set where now it's time you can look at selling off the franchise, selling off the battery, making a pile of cash, and the company can go invest in, in find its next sojourn that it wants to get mixed up in. But understand that Maffey didn't say they're going to be a top five payroll next year. Could it be that way? Yes, it's possible. Did he say anything about the luxury tax? He didn't say yes or no to, hey, we are not going in the luxury tax or hey, we expect to be in the luxury tax. But for a first-year offender in the luxury tax, it ain't that big of a deal. Again, if you get $10 million over, it's a couple of million bucks. So I don't expect this to slow down the Braves from being aggressive. I think they're going to make a really good offer to Dansby Swanson. I think they're going to go find a middle-tier starting pitcher. I think they're going to, if, if they don't bring back Kenley Jansen, I think they'll go find another bullpen piece or two to add into the mix. They need another outfielder. I think they'll go find themselves a, a guy who is a competent starting outfielder in left field. And the big decision to me, the biggest money decision is going to be what do you do with Marcelo Zuno? He's got $36 million owed to him. There is a $1 million buyout in the third year that, you know, basically you're looking at $37 million is what they owe. But, and that's if they just cut them and buy out the last year. If they can find a trade partner for it, they find a, a, a trade partner, then, you know, look, maybe they can, you know, get that money off the books. But that will be the big key in the big contract is what can you do with Marcelo Zuno? So, look, everything is arrow upward right now for the Braves, right? You have most of your guys signed. You have a big part of your core that is signed. You're going to have money to spend. The, the CEO or whatever of the company that owns you says we can go spend. Everything is pointing upward. My only message to you is don't get upset if you're not a top five payroll next year. He didn't say next year. He said within the next few years. But certainly the Braves are going to be one of the biggest spenders that's out there on the marketplace. They're certainly going to be a top 10 payroll for sure and maybe in the luxury tax when all is said and done. All right, well, thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Trucker your first listen every day. Don't forget, Locked On Sports today. I want you to make that your second listen. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's free and available. Odyssey, YouTube, all your favorite podcast platforms. Check it out today. We ask you to head to YouTube.com. Subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta. Just about at 5,000 folks. So be in on the action. We're growing every day. We thank you so much. Leave us a comment there. 
We're also free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts daily, download us for free there. Roku and Amazon Fire. Yes, you can find us there, of course. And don't forget, give me a follow while you can. <laughs> as Twitter may or may not be around much longer, at JMCH316. All right, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday. We'll take a look at what happened with Falcons and Bears. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know, after you enroll with your Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.